0: What's going on, everyone? It's the NBA Nerd, and welcome to the second episode of the Nerdcast. And thank you guys for listening to the first episode of the Nerdcast. It got a couple of plays and clicks, so I just want to thank you guys for everyone who listened. And I will be making more episodes on the Nerdcast soon to come. So, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. What is going on with the with the Lakers? What is going on with the Lakers? Like, yesterday, I watched the... Blazers versus the Lakers game, and it was definitely an entertaining game to watch. I mean, it was great to see Damian Lillard drop forty-one points. Shout out to him! And it was very interesting watching the Lakers and how they ran their offense, because the Lakers can't shoot. They cannot shoot. They cannot shoot. And throughout the game, they were actually attacking the basket. There were they went. On a run where Anthony Davis was having an amazing game. He was going into the post, getting into the paint, and dominating against Nurkic, who can't play defense to save his life. Uh, They were playing amazing defense. I think Anthony Davis had six blocks, and the Lakers were just amazing defensively, and they went on a run in the third quarter where I thought, okay, the Lakers are going to win this game. But then once Damian Lillard came back on the floor in the fourth quarter, that's when the momentum changed, and then the Blazers ended up winning this game. But honestly, I just I, I I have to talk about it because this is just annoying to me. But in the last three minutes, when they were up seven points in the last three minutes, Russell Westbrook missed an open shot. They had Lonnie Walker switch on to Damian Lillard for some reason, and he made a step back three, which brought the game closer. Then. Due to the Blazers' defense and them clogging up the perimeter, Patrick Beverly was able to. For, he just shot a three-pointer that missed, with the clock winding down. And then LeBron, then LeBron, for some reason, decides to take a sidestep three-pointer with a couple of seconds left on the clock. Now, granted, maybe it was because there was no other open man, but still, that was a terrible shot. And then, and then this is just the play of the game. Russell Westbrook with 30 seconds left, with 30 seconds left, they're up by one, with 30 seconds left, he decides to take a mid-range shot, and the Blazers just did not care, they let him take that shot, and it was just really annoying to see, and even I was just like, what is going on, like, why did he take that shot, the Blazers were baiting him, and they took, and he took the bait, and then Damian Lillard proceeds to hit a go-ahead three-point bucket and then Nurkic again due to his lack of def- defensive awareness lets LeBron just go into the paint at will and dunk a, and make a wide open dunk and then on the other end Jeremy Grant sorry Jeremy Grant who had a, had also had a solid game he beat LeBron off the dribble and he was able to get into the paint and did a double clutch layup against LeBron and Anthony Davis which brought the lead up to one point for the Blazers so The Lakers, they're not 0 3. This is the first time they've been 0 3 since 2019 when LeBron was first on the Lakers and they didn't have Anthony Davis. So the Lakers, they just, they're not good. They're not good. Offensively, they're not good. They are the worst shooting team in the NBA. They have the worst offensive rating in the NBA. They have the worst shooting percentage from the field goal and the three point line in the NBA. It's just like I, I've never seen a team who cannot shoot, can proceed and proceeds to take three-point shots. They, like the Lakers know that they can't shoot. Even LeBron says that he can't. That that his team cannot shoot, and then but yet they proceed to take three-pointers. Even the announcers last night were saying that the Lakers don't have to keep shooting threes. The way that when the Lakers were up and beating the Blazers in that game, they were able to win or sorry. They were able to leave the game because they were going into the into the interior. They were knocking down mid range shots, and they were playing great defense. Which is granted because the Lakers are a top three um, defensive team in the league. They have they are number three. I think they're number two. And the um, with, they have the numbers. They have the second defensive rating in the NBA. I think so. Let me just look to make sure. But yeah, like the Lakers, I just I don't I don't get it. I don't understand why the Lakers just don't use their length and their defense awareness to their advantage. It's just, and this team is not going to make it too deep in the playoffs. Even if they do make the playoffs, they're not going to make it to the finals because of their lack of a, of spacing. They have terrible spacing. They have terrible spacing. I mean, one play that I can remember, Anthony Davis, he was wide open in the corner and Nurkic just didn't even play defense on him and he hit the side of, a, side of the backboard. That just sums up the Lakers and their three-point shooting. But other than that, great game for Damian Lillard. It was great to see Damian Lillard play amazing again. Honestly, which leads to my next topic. I mean, Dame time. Dame time is back. Damian Lillard is back. It is amazing to see Damian Lillard actually play like Damian Lillard again because last year he was not having the best year and then he ended up missing the rest of the year because of injury. But Dame... When Dame is healthy, I still think he's a top-ten player. I still think he is a top-five point guard in the league, and he's definitely proving why he's still a top-five point guard in the league and a top-ten player in the league. I mean, currently, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where you would rank Damian Lillard in the league currently, but Dame already has two back-to-back 41-point games, and last night in the fourth quarter, he had 12 points, which led them to that victory. So, again, it's just amazing to see Damian Lillard play well again. And it's just, I hope, maybe the Blazers might make the playoffs now. Maybe they might make the playoffs. Who knows? Because this team looks solid. I mean, they have a solid lineup. But the West is so loaded that it's definitely questionable if they decide, if they do make the playoffs. I have to see more from them before I make any predictions about who's going to make the playoffs. But on to my next topic, the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid, what is going on with you? What is going on, Joel Embiid? Because the Sixers are now 0-3. They're 0-3 now. And Joel Embiid, even though we had a 40-point game against the Spurs, that does not excuse the fact that he's been sluggish, especially on defense. He just looks so out of it. He doesn't look to be in shape at all he just does not he just lacks defensive awareness now like in the first two games he was not there on, off, on 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 defense offensively he was average especially against the bucks he was not great offensively he was like 0 for 6 in the fourth quarter against the bucks and again and and i know, we all know that mb likes to draw fouls but the flopping is definitely just oh my jesus it is just terrible it is so terrible seeing him just draw fouls. And especially in the interior. In the interior, he really has not been doing well in the interior. And in the, in the, against the Celtics, whenever he was doubled, he was just getting cooked. He was getting cooked by Jason Tatum or Al Horford in the paint. He was just getting cooked. And it's unfortunate because James Harden... Harden actually has been playing great he's been playing great I mean granted he didn't have a good game against the Spurs but the first two games he really is playing like his old self Um, now not the Houston Rockets self but Brooklyn Nets because Brooklyn Nets James Harden was an amazing player and he seems to be playing like like himself back when he was in Brooklyn and I think that's what the Sixers need and James Harden now I I understand it's only three games in but if James Harden continues to play like the way that he's playing, the Sixers can contend in the East. But Joel Embiid has to play better. He has to play better. Because I'm sorry, considering that last year, you know, he was the runner-up for MVP and now he's playing not so like him his you know he was last year, it's definitely disappointing to see. But hopefully the Sixers do turn it around. I really hope they do, because Embiid is one of the best players in the league, and he's one of the best big men in the league, and the first three games, he definitely needs some work to do, because he's definitely not playing like one of the best big men in the league, at least the first two games, last game, when he dropped 40 points, he was, but speaking of a team that I mentioned, the Celtics, let's talk about the Celtics, especially Jason Tatum, because. It's so funny that I made a, a video saying that Jason Tatum, and it was my first YouTube video, saying that Jason Tatum was going to be that um, he could win the MVP, and he's actually proving me right. He's proving me right because Jason Tatum. Let's 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 look at this for a second. Jason Tatum currently leads the league in points per game. He's number one in win shares and offensive win shares. And he has been doing what I have been asking him to do. He has improved his freaking athleticism. He has been attacking the basket. And he's improving on defense. Tatum is playing amazing. He is playing amazing. And I am so glad because Jason Tatum, he is too good to not be a top five player in the league. And he's playing like he's a top five player in the league right now now again i know i i I can't again i know it's three games in but jason tatum is really playing like mvp like an mvp caliber player and if he keeps playing like this he might actually win the most valuable player award heck i want him to i I want him to win mvp now i want him to but oh my gosh the the celtics honestly they really do look good they do look good they look like a well-oiled machine they look they really look like they're out for blood they they, they they look like they are out for blood tatum is playing amazing Jalen brown is playing amazing marcus smart he's having good um he, yeah he's been playing good malcolm Brogdon was a great pickup for them because malcolm Brogdon he offers playmaking and yes he's not a good three-point shooter but he is a great mid-range shooter and he's good at attacking the basket and while they don't have rob robert williams Al Horford is still offering you great defense. Jalen Brown is still offering you great defense. Marcus Smart and Tatum are offering you great defense. And on offense, they're amazing as well. Grant Williams, who's a player that gets memed on a lot on Twitter, the dude is averaging 80% from the three-point line. Like, that dude cannot miss. That dude has a sniper. But shout-outs to Grant Williams, because Grant Williams is also um, averaging great numbers as well. So this Celtics team... They really look like they can run it back. They really do look like they can run it back. But on to another player who's having an amazing year so far for the first three games. John Morant. Now, I am a Warriors fan and I don't like the Grizzlies. But I do like John Morant. And John Morant is really playing like he's the second second best point guard in the league. And he's playing like a top 10 player in this league. Because John Morant... Reminds me of a prime Derrick Rose. He really does. He is playing like prime Derrick Rose right now. He is. I've never seen, besides LeBron James, or and possibly Giannis, I've never seen a player dominate the paint as great as John Moran has been doing this year. Because this dude, he just gets into the paint and it's just like it, it's barbecue chicken. It's barbecue chicken in there, man. I mean, John Moran. And especially now, John Moran actually looks like he's improved his shooting, which was which has been a problem in his career. Um, in his last couple of seasons, he's a great finisher in the paint, but he's not a but he was not a solid shooter. He actually looks like he's improving his three point shooting. He really does. And if John Moran keeps this up, he actually will be unstoppable. On both on both on both ends of the court on offense. Cause now you're gonna have to worry about him on the three at the three-point line and in the interior. That is going to be scary. That is gonna be scary. Like I, I, I really just John Moran, man, it's just it's just marvelous to watch him play. Like he's one of the best finishers in the league. And he's great at getting into the getting to the foul line because he leads the league right now in most foul shots attempt, and I think most foul shots made. So, yeah, the Grizzlies, they they look like they are going to be okay without Jaron Jackson Jr., who is out with an injury. But, yes, John Morant, if, if Tatum does not win MVP, John Morant might be the second runner-up. I'm not going to lie. John Morant looks like he's ready to make some noise as well. And um, on to something that's kind of funny, what is going on with the Utah Jazz? What is going on with the Utah Jazz? Because they are currently three and zero right now, and they have beat they have beat they just they just beat the Pelicans, they beat the Timberwolves, and they beat the Nuggets. Two of those teams who are playoff contending teams. I just find it so funny that because and it's not even because it's a, um, it's, it's nothing against the players. It's just the fact that the Jazz, who which I who I thought were gonna tank for Victor Wembanyama. They are actually playing really solid, especially Laurie Markkinen. Laurie Markkinen is playing amazing. Now, it is unfortunate that Laurie Markkinen couldn't play like he is playing right now in Chicago or on the Cavs. But Laurie Markkinen has been playing great and he's averaging great numbers. And Colin Sexton is also averaging great numbers. And Jordan Clarkson, who now has become possibly their number one option maybe second to second option i don't know it depends on who you ask but the jazz do seem like they have a solid squad now do i think they're making the playoffs no they're not making the playoffs i, I am not, i am not a believer in them making the playoffs but if they do then I, to the people listening to this i guess i guess you could just like say i was wrong i i will if they if the jazz make it to the playoffs this year i will take my l I will gladly take my L, but until then, they are not making it to the playoffs, but I will give Jazz, I will give the Utah Jazz my respect, because they actually have been playing well in the first three games of the season, and speaking of the season, let's move on to the rookies, the rookies, the rookie class this year seems very interesting in a good way, because for the first couple of games, I mean only um, I'm gonna only I'm I'm only gonna talk about like four rookies because I'm not gonna talk about every single rookie. But these four rookies have really caught my attention. Paulo Benquero, especially. But Paulo Bencaro, he has been having a solid year. I mean, now granted he is averaging like 41 or 42% from the field, but I expect that he's a rookie, so he's gonna be he's not gonna be efficient all the time but he seems to be fitting in very well with the orlando magic he has been having good numbers now the magic if the magic do end up getting more young talent and possibly signing a good player in free agency they might be really a well-rounded team in the east for years to come because the magic do have young talent and they have talented players and Puyallup and Carroll, if he chooses to stay in Orlando, they might make it to the, they might be a playoff contending team in a couple of years, and on to the next player, Benedict Matherin, Benedict, Benedict, Benedict Matherin, I'm sorry for starting right there, he honestly is playing like, he's already been in the league for a couple, of, for many years, and I know he said some very, like, suspect stuff about him being better than LeBron, and all that other stuff, but he's honestly proving himself right. <laughs> it's just funny to me because that dude is—he, that dude's is a problem. That guy is a problem. I have not been able to catch any Pacer games yet. I will watch one. I will watch a couple soon. But from what I've seen in the highlights and just from you know certain clips, like Benedict, Benedict Mathurin seems like he really knows what he's doing, and he's having and he's averaging like fifty. Shooting, she's shooting like fifty percent from the field, I believe. Is it? Is he? Let me let me check real quick. Benedict Matherin, he is averaging. Hold on a second. Just just give me just give me one second. He is averaging twenty four points, fifty two percent shooting, fifty two percent from the field, and fifty two percent from the three point line. Good lord, good lord, good lord. That is. Oh my gosh. That's like. Those are the kind of numbers. That you would see in 2K. Shooting 50% from 3 and from the field. That is very impressive. Like, this Pacers team... And it's not even just him. This Pacers team is solid. I mean, they still got Tyrese Halliburton. Who is a great point guard. I mean, if they don't trade them. They still have Miles Turner. Who is a great... Who is a solid 3 point shooter. And a great shot blocker in the league. And they got Buddy Heald as well. But... I mean, it depends on if they if they do if they do stay in Indiana, but man, like this Indiana team, again, like just like the Magic, if the Indiana Pacers keep their core together and just get more young talent, they might they 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 possibly can come go back to the playoffs. Because remember, a couple of years ago, the Pacers were a playoff caliber team. Even when Victor Oladipo was injured, the Pacers were still able to make it to the playoffs. So it's not like the Pacers aren't a terrible team. They still are a solid a solid average team in the East, the conference. Now on to the next player, Jaden Ivey. I watched his first game against the Magic, and he was great. Overall, he's been great. I mean, he's averaging 17 points and five rebounds, six assists, and he's shooting 50% from the field as well and 45% from three. He, he's pretty solid. He's pretty solid. Like he's he seems to be a really great pickup for the Pistons. And now they now they have a two-guarded duel and Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. And man, it's just like all these rookies, man. These rookies are so talented. Like I remember back then where the rookie class, I mean, you would they maybe be like a select few who would turn into superstars. This rookie class seems like all most of these players might turn into all-star caliber players. In the last um, rookie that I wanted to talk about because he just started playing after being um, out, I think, in the first game, was Keegan Mur- Mur- Murray. Now, Keegan Murray, I know I said Jabari Smith Jr. was my pick for Rookie of the Year, but Keegan Murray, I think he might he, he might be in the top three for Rookie of the Year race. Because Keegan Murray, he, man... I, I, his, his college, like him, like in college, he was really solid. He was very solid in college, and in the NBA, and, and in his, and in the league right now, he's, he's playing like he never lost a step. I mean, he's averaging seventeen points, four rebounds, and one assist, and he's shooting fifty-four. Oh my gosh, man! All of these rookies are shooting fifty percent, fifty-four percent from the field, and forty-four percent from the three-point line. Like I, I, mean, what else is there to say? I mean, these rookies are really doing a great job. They're doing a great job, and hopefully, later on in the year, they continue to keep. The, they, they they continue to be consistent, but the rookie wall is probably going to come for most of them. But hopefully, I'm I'm looking forward to what they what they do later on in the season. I'm really looking forward to that. Now on to. Now, to a topic that I wanted to discuss, and this is personal, but my channel and definitely what I want to do in the future. So, I currently have two videos up. I'm going to be uploading a third video about Russell Westbrook later on today. And, like, I kind of wanted to just think, uh, you know, briefly just talk about, you know, what I wanted to do with my channel. Like, I wanted to, because I'm think I'm thinking of ideas still currently of like what I want to do. Because I mean, the last three videos I have mainly just been talking about, you know, certain players and you know, trying to talk about their stats. Considering that my name is NBA nerd, so I guess what I want to do is just talk about the stats and everything, and you know, so, and all that and all that. But I'm thinking about possibly just like expanding my repertoire if you say because I definitely want to make great content and I'm currently standing at like 19 subscribers and I mean my pal Alvini shout out to him I mean he's I mean he's told me that you know the YouTube thing it's going to be a rough ride it's not going to be easy but again I am up for the challenge like I really want to do well on YouTube and hopefully this might become a thing for me who knows i mean right now i'm 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 in my early stages but who but maybe this might be something that i want to do but yeah i mean but honestly like i briefly want to talk about like what how i even wanted to do youtube in the first place like cuz i cuz again i mean i t- i talked about this briefly in my first episode but what I like what made me want to do YouTube was mainly because I just love talking about sports. And I I mean Dom2K was the first YouTube um you um NBA youtuber that I watched. And that just made me even want to talk about sports even more. And with YouTube being a you know a big platform nowadays, like it's definitely interesting to see more YouTube creators talk about sports. I mean, you have—I mean, you have the people like Dom2K and Swish Out and Legend of Winning and B Souls and Sage. But you even have more low-key, underrated um, NBA YouTubers like again Alvini and um, Young Mustard and War and uh, oh, and Two for One as well. I mean, they—they great—they make great content. And yes, they may not their subscriber count may not be like a million, but they all they they all make great t- content, and that's honestly what inspired me to want to make a YouTube channel of my own because I feel like I can offer ideas and certain topics that I want to discuss on the table. And I mean, who knows if I ever if I if I ever collab with any of these YouTubers? Like, I mean, I already talked, I already did an episode with Alvini, but if I ever if I was ever able to collab with legend of winning like or Don 2k considering that he's my favorite uh nba youtuber i mean i feel i would feel like I, I i would feel complete even if i don't end up getting a million subscribers i would feel complete that i would that i was able to talk basketball with some of the U, nba youtubers that i just grew up listening to and watching because they are my inspiration and I definitely want to do something with this platform and you know like and if i if i if i ever work because i do because i am a sports management major as well so even if espn doesn't work out for me like i still hopefully this youtube thing does do well and hopefully more people see my videos, and hopefully people just like my uh, my content. And uh, yeah, but uh, honestly, like yeah, this episode I like this is gonna be a short episode because I really just wanted to talk about these particular topics, and uh, I wanted to talk about you know my future with this channel and everything. I mean, I definitely am not gonna be doing short episodes maybe I will be doing short episodes but but I guess for my solo episodes they're going to be short episodes mainly just because of small topics that I wanted to, wanted to talk about if I ever do do long episodes that are of, of me just talking um, for myself they'll probably be because of just other topics that i want to talk about outside of basketball but for now this is going to be a short episode and i hope you guys enjoyed listening to this one uh this was a short one so apologies for that and also apologies for me stuttering i definitely is <laughs> again i am new at this so just bear with me but until then i hope you guys enjoyed the episode two of the nerdcast and i will see you guys next time and be a nerd out